Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Very busy night, very exciting night. High school football sectional championship Friday night. Glad you're with us. Let's get to the scores. Enough of me. Let's get to the real deal, the reason you're listening. The scoreboard update presented by the best at what he does. Star of the show, Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, I don't take the best at what you do comment lightly. Thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Let's start with Class A, sectional championship Friday. We begin with sectional 48, Providence over Springs Valley 41-8. to And again, we're going to cover each and every score here tonight on a busy Friday around the state. Sectional 47, it's Lutheran over Covenant Christian 57-14. Lutheran just gets better. They beat a former state champ. It was North Decatur by a field goal over Milan 31-28. Sharon in a five-piece on Monroe Central 27-22. Adams Central rocks Madison Grant 56-14, where Carol Flora shuts out Tri-Central 42-0. Park Tudor over North Vermilion tonight 41 41- 28 and North Judson handles Triton 33 to 7. Up to class 2A, North Posey over Paoli 35-14, Triton Central whitewashed Eastern Peak in 49 nothing. That's one of seven shutouts that we have on the docket here tonight. Sectional 38, Eastern Hancock crushed Winchester 47-14. One of two overtime games into the real Southmont edges Linton Stockton 36-34. In sectional 36, it was Bluffton all over Eastern Green Town 41-6. Sectional 35, Fort Wayne Lures shut out Manchester 42-0. Lafayette Central Catholic by 30 over Seeger 33-3. And lastly in Class 2A, LaVille over Bremen 28-14. We move to Class 3A where Heritage Hills had no issue with Scottsburg 51-10 the final there. Batesville picks up the 29-13 win over Indian Creek. It was Gibson Southern over Vincennes Lincoln 27-13 Tri-West 28, Monrovia 21. Chatard by 20 over Hamilton Heights 28-8. Delta defeated Garrett 21-15. It was Knox, the most points of anybody tonight, 60 on John Glenn. Knox wins it in a boat race, 60-37. The last of the overtime games, West Lafayette by a penny over Hanover Central 42-41. Now to Class 4A where it was Evansville Memorial over Evansville Wrights. 21-16 the final. East Central shutout Greenwood 47-0. New Palestine no problem with Mount Vernon Fortville 42-6. Also a close one, Mooresville Brabuff Jesuit. Mooresville by a one-piece on Brabuff 40-39 in sectional 21. It was Mississinawa by a touchdown over Kokomo 31-24. Sectional 19 Leo rocked Fort Wayne Dwanger 31-13. Northwood by a field goal over North Ridge 17-14. New Prairie crushed Culver Academy 43-14. Up to Class 5A Bloomington South dominated C more 49-14. Whiteland all over Terre Haute South 34-10. It was Decatur Central 34. Harrison West Lafayette 17. Fort Wayne Snyder. They crushed Fort Wayne North 49-14. Mishawaka by 6 over Concord 20-14. Valpo 26. Michigan City 7. Merrillville no problem with Hammond Morton 42-18. Now to Class 6A. Center Grove 35. Columbus North 12. It was Warren Central shutting out Southport 47-0. Cathedral topped Lawrence North 20 
20-3. Ben Davis, a zero on Pike, 53-0. Westfield, 24. Noblesville, 12. HSE meets Westfield next week by beating Fishers, 38-21. It was Penn over Warsaw, 31-10. And Crown Point got past Lake Central, 42-7. Four minutes and 40 seconds of all those scores. That's not too shabby. Last thing to tell you, Pacers beat the Cavs 121-116. First ever edition of the NBA in-season tournament. And Indiana beats Marion tonight, 94-61. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Great game and sectional play tonight. Southmont beating Linton Stockton in overtime, 36-34 from Raider Media Sports. Kevin Raider. Kevin, thanks so much for your time. What a great game you had tonight. We had a tremendous game. I mean, Linton obviously came out on the short end of the stick, but Southmont made the plays when it counted, and, they, they, you know, they were tremendous. I mean, they came in at 6-5, and five, never won a sectional before, but they walk away with their first and their fifth try tonight. They deserve – it was a good It was a good game. It's a good game when you beat number one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you and, know what you I know, mean? Yeah, the interesting thing is how they did it. I mean, fourth down and 17 to try to punch it in, and their quarterback, who played well all game, this Nolan Boyer, took the ball, was able to run around right in. He knew he wasn't going to make the end zone, pitched it at the last minute to Wyatt Woodall, who then took it the last three yards into score on a fourth down and 17 in overtime. I mean, it was just wow. a tremendous play by them. I don't know whether that was planned or freelanced, but it uh-huh. worked for them. <laughs> if I'm coaching that team, that's a plan. That's exactly <laughs> what their plan was, and 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 we and we work and we work on that play every day in practice. Uh, that, that's yeah, right. that's how you handle yeah. the post game press. No, that's that's how you handle the post game press conference. Absolutely, game planned it that way. Been working on it all week. So, who makes that play again to win the game? Uh, the quarterback, Boyer, Nolan Boyer. And, I mean, technically, it didn't win the game. Well, I guess, yeah, it did because it was a touchdown, but they went for a two-point conversion, and that was con- okay. that was good as well. Okay. And so um, it was just a tremendous. And then Linton had the chance. They scored on a touchdown, but they couldn't get the two-point conversion, and that's how it ended oh. 36-34. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, and you know to do that on the road in Linton is not easy. Southmont. No, I was no, I was getting ready. There are not. You have it in front of you better than I. Uh, Linton Stockton wins a large majority of their home games. Uh, they really do. They've been dominant at their place. prior to tonight. Six right. and prior to tonight. Now six and one. You're right. Give uh, give Southmont a tremendous amount of credit here. I mean, again, you you are on the road, and, and by the way, Crawfordsville to Linton is not a short trip. Um, I think I know my Indiana geography. That's not an easy trip to make, uh, and you come in there in a place where they haven't lost a game this year at home, uh, and you come out with an overtime win. Oh, what a tremendous win for Southmont tonight! And and you know. Think about this because a year ago, Linton eked out a 35 to 29 win over uh, Southmont. And uh, that was a tremendous game because I don't remember what it was at halftime, but it was something like 35 to 6 or something. And in the second half, they scored like 23 unanswered points and almost uh-huh. came back to win, but Linton won. 
And then mm-hmm. tonight they come back in and get their revenge uh, by two in overtime. So the last two years, these two teams have really battled. Uh, and and they've been two fantastic games. It's just this time Linton came out on the short end of the stick. And obviously we cover Linton, so I'm, I'm disappointed. Right. And Linton played really well and had a tremendous season. It just wasn't to be tonight. Wasn't to be. Man, oh, man. Great win for Southmont tonight in overtime at Linton Stockton, 36-34 the final. Kevin Raider from Raiders Media Sports on the call. Kevin, thank you so much. I appreciate this. And um, if you're doing basketball games coming up, uh, we'd love to have tomorrow you Tomorrow morning us, okay? at 11 a.m. You don't have to call me tomorrow morning at 11. Uh, if my, sh- <laughs> if my, if my show was tomorrow. on at 11 o'clock, which it won't be, uh, but when, when you get a Friday or Saturday night and you're lonely, call me, okay? Well, you know, we, Raider Media Sports, we use some of the kids here at the school to help us out do the broadcast, and they do a tremendous job. So we'll start even, on basketball even, tomorrow morning. Listen. I'm a lifetime educator, and it would be my honor to have these kids join me on the show. I, I, I mean that. So have them call me anytime. I'll look forward to it. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you very much. Bill Peebles joins me, the head football coach at Cathedral. Um, Cathedral with a win tonight in a sectional play. Coach Peebles, thanks so much for the call. Congratulations uh, on a win, uh, on a big win tonight. Thanks for the call. Yeah, th- thank you, Bob. It was a really good win for us over a really talented, well-coached, and uh, explosive LN team. Our young men played really well tonight, one of our best yeah. outings of the year. Coach, hang on. I apologize for this. Hang no on. You and I will have more time when we come back after this short break, Okay. Okay. Perfect. Thanks. We're back on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Fifteen minutes ago, we rattled through every single score of the night. We're going to continue breaking things down section by section. Let's talk some Class 4A. We're in Sectional 17. New Prairie got past Culver Academy 43-14. Northwood just edged North Ridge by a field goal 17-14. And Leo beat up on Fort Wayne Dwanger 31-13. It was Mississinawa by a touchdown over Kokomo, 31-24. Might be game of the night, but we've got two overtime games to talk about, but still a great one between Mooresville and Brebuff Jesuit. Mooresville pulls off the 40-39 win by just a penny. Sectional 22, New Palestine rocks Mount Vernon Fortville. That's a 42-6 final. In sectional 23, East Central blanked Greenwood 47-0. Also a great one down in Evansville in sectional 24, where Memorial, they just squeak through rights 21-16. We alluded to those couple of overtime games, one each from Class 2A and 3A. The 2A OT was Southmont by a pair over Linton Stockton, sectional 37, 36, 34, and also an extra time by just one. West Lafayette, 42. 
Hanover Central 41. What a ball game in sectional 25. Alluded to this earlier, the 129th Monon Bell Classic. That comes up next week. So your college football Saturday won't feature the Monon Bell, but a week from now, DePaul's on by tomorrow. Wabash is at Hiram. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. I was talking with Bill Peebles, the head coach at Cathedral, before we uh, went to the scoreboard update Cathedral. Beats Lawrence North 20 to 3. Coach, congratulations again. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, it's a very offensively explosive and dangerous LM team. And, you know, kudos to your defensive unit because that's uh, holding them out of the end zone is pretty impressive. Yeah, they were, they were awesome. Uh, our defense was unbelievable tonight. You got to give a lot of credit to, to Adam Barth, our defensive coordinator, put together a great game plan. Then our kids executed it really well. Um, held uh, Lawrence North to 94, 96 total yards offense tonight and no touchdowns. So it was, it was a defensive game, that, that one of the best ones I've ever seen Cathedral play since I've been back at Cathedral the uh, last six years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we ran the ball for 200, or I'm sorry, for over 300 yards tonight. So it was kind of an old-school game for us in that we, we ran the ball and we played good defense, and it, it was a – just a really good outing for us this week. Well, it's an impressive outing. Uh, yeah, at this time of year, playing that, being able to play that well against a good football team uh, has to make you feel good. Danny O'Neill, because of the run, though, capable. We, we talk about his ability with his arm. He's able to, to also do quite a bit uh, on the ground. He is. He, uh, I tell you, he's very efficient tonight. He was 15 for 21 throwing the ball for 115 yards, and he had 50 yards rushing. Uh, Jalen Bonds was our guy, though. Jalen Bonds, our running back, had 32 mm-hmm. carries for 256 yards. Just It's a great, great performance uh, by, by Jalen. He's a junior running back for us in his, his best game uh, of his career. So uh, between our defense and, and Jalen and our offensive line, obviously, um, just a really, really solid, solid performance. And, uh, you know, now we're looking to next week. And who is next week against? Ben Davis. Great matchup. What a tremendous matchup. I'm glad it's you and not me. How's that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, they're incredibly talented. You know, they really are. Film just a little bit. Uh, they're, they're scary on both sides of the ball. They have a great senior class. Uh, coach Mann has done a great job in his first year's head coach there. And uh, I'm going to kind of enjoy the night, you know, uh, with the win, yeah. and tomorrow morning we'll start grinding on uh, on Ben Davis, and um, we know we got a tall task in front of us. Yeah, absolutely do. Tonight, though, Cathedral, very impressive win over Lawrence North, 20-3, to the final in this one. Uh, Cathedral ranked number four in 6A, LN ranked number 13. Bill Peebles, thanks so much for the call. Good luck next week. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Darren Fisher joins me, the head coach at Whiteland. Great win on the road against Terre Haute South, 34-10 the final. Coach, congrats on that win, and thanks so much for taking time to call me. Hey, thank you so much, Bob. It's, it, it's fun to win. We're, we're excited. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, we, I, I, I couldn't be – I mean, I, if, you'd have, if you'd have went back to, you know, where we stood after week, uh, you know, week five of the season and – and boy, I, you know all the sophomores we had in the game, but those kids have matured and played fantastic. And our coaching staff—I can't say enough about 
the work. We've just gone back to work fundamentally, and and uh, our kids played played their tails off tonight. I'm really proud to be the football coach tonight. Yeah, I think I think back to weeks three and four and five where you were. Uh, you guys were were not uh, you were struggling to say the least, and you know obviously you, you know graduation, some injuries, new guys, different spots. Uh, to their credit and to your credit, uh, you stayed the course, and you know teams have a chance to go. They can go one way or the other. They can go south in a hurry, as we all know. Your kids hung together. You guys, as, as staff, hung together, battled through it, and look at where you are. Yeah, you know, we talked to the kids about that. It was a race to maturity. Like this whole, you know, January 4th, I know I've said this before, but, you know, we talked about this all off season and all preseason and all in the early year. Like we just got to keep keep practicing and keep plugging away and getting better. And uh, our kids, I mean, we rushed for – we rushed for about 350 yards tonight. Slate Valentine had 36 carries for over 250. Um, our defense, John Preston, had a phenomenal plan, and our staff just did a great job. I mean, that Terro South's a, a good offensive football team, and uh, we kept the ball from them. And then uh, when they had it, we were able to force some turnovers and really make uh, really make their life difficult to gain blades of grass. And uh, Andrew Caligbo. Uh, gosh, played great. Um, I, I just I can't. Our offensive line was out of this mm-hmm. world tonight. Those those five guys, along with our fullbacks Connor Grisper and Jordan Palmer, and uh, you know Jordan Palmer played uh, the best game at linebacker we've had in a long time. Another sophomore. Um, I'm just like I said. I'm. We're just moving on. You know, we've got Decatur Central again next week, and you know, we played them week three, and and right. Uh, right. You know, can we we came right. out we came out with a win that week, and um, you know, I know they're a different football team now, and so are we, and uh, you know, you got a conference matchup for a regional title, so we're uh, just excited to be there. We're going to enjoy this one tonight, and then tomorrow morning we'll get going again. I mean, we know uh, they know us well, and. We know them well. We have a lot of respect for them, and um, it, it's going to be a heck of a football game. Darren Fisher from Whiteland. They beat Terre Haute South tonight, 34-10. Darren, thanks for the call. Congratulations on the win, and good luck next week. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. He's in the Hall of Fame, the Broadcasters Hall of Fame, the Indiana Football Hall of Fame. And he's also with us every Friday and Saturday talking high school football from the Regional Radio Sports Network and Indiana Football Digest, Paul Condry. On the call of Valpo's 26-7 win over Michigan City tonight. Vikings get out and flex their muscles a little bit tonight, Paul. Yeah, they did, especially in the first offensive series, Coach. They did an 85-yard drive on 14 plays that took up seven-plus minutes and they had jumped out to a 7 nothing lead. But Michigan City made a wide variety of uh, adjustments and kept the game close. It was 14-7 getting ready to go in the fourth quarter. But uh, quarterback Justin Clark was, uh, just was able to take over the football game, finished 10 of 15 for 128 yards and, a, and one uh, passing score. But he also ran three times uh, for touchdowns and racked up 123 yards. But it was a great defensive effort by Michigan City to keep them in the football game. Jahari Branch, Caden Pierce, their two linebackers were just all over the place. They kind of thwarted uh, Valparaiso's vaunted running attack, but Valpo finished the game eventually. Uh, wore him down, was able to come back and pick up a big win. The Valparaiso finishing with 343 yards uh, in total offense. Michigan City's 
offense. Of course, uh, the big story is the fact that three-year starter Tyler Bush, who was injured last week and was taken to the hospital, was not available to play tonight. And it really, really made a difference because they had to throw Triniston Hart into a starting role, a sophomore, who had only uh, thrown seven passes all season long. And uh, they were not be able to, to only accumulate 91 yards of offense. So the Valparaiso defense did what it had to do. It was a uh, very unique game in the fact that there were uh, six total turnovers in the football game. Uh, Valparaiso, Tyler Brashear, had, had two interceptions to move his career total to 15 interceptions over the course of the last three years. Mm-hmm. So Valparaiso has a date with uh, the Maryville Pirates. Uh, one of three teams remaining from the Dunland Conference still alive, Crown Point, Maryville, and Valparaiso. The big three will be all playing next week. Unfortunately for Valpo or Maryville, somebody's going home very, very unhappy. All right, we'll have a lot to talk about tomorrow night, will we not? We will. Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network in the Indiana Football Digest will be with us tomorrow night to recap tonight's action in high school football sectional championship Friday. Don't forget to join us tomorrow night. Paul, thank you so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow night. Great to be with you tonight, Coach. God bless. Thanks so much. Coming up, Brad Huber from IndianaHighSchoolSports.com. We're going to talk about... High school football. He has the Chittard Hamilton Heights game. That's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Right now, though, got to head to a scoreboard update with the man himself, Brendan King, on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Tonight's like a five-star dinner and they throw in a free dessert because just coming into the studio, this is one that was not posted originally and just got up. Sectional 16, sectional championship Friday. We already said that Knox scored 60 points. That was the most of anybody. Put in Evansville North for a tie with that. Tonight, Evansville North advances in the tournament, beating Castle. Wait for this. If you took the over, you're a happy human. 60 to 50. You do the math, kids. That's 110 combined points. My goodness. Evansville North over Castle, 60 to 50. That overtime or not is certainly the game of the night other scores from class 2a lafayette central catholic a 30 piece on seager that's a funnel 33 2 3 eastern hancock had no problem with winchester 47 to 14 and north posey defeated paoli 35 14 that was sectional 40 To sectional 44 from Class A, Adams Central all over Madison Grant, 56-14. It was North Decatur over Milan, 31-28. Lutheran, who arguably has been the best team across Class A all season. They showed it again tonight, 57-14 over Covenant Christian. Of course, Covenant, a team that won a state championship just a handful of years ago. Lutheran is back, and they're coming to play, no doubt. Sectional 48, Providence 41, Springs Valley 8. We continue our coverage of sectional championship Friday. One more update to go. We'll talk to you at 1145. I'm Brendan King. Well done, Brendan King. What a great night. High school football tonight. LaVille and Bremen. LaVille wins this one 28-14 over Bremen. LaVille, a very, very solid season to this point there. 
uh, 2A number four. Matt Flooring from LVH1 on the call of this game. Matt, thank you so much for your patience. You had a pretty good ball game to call tonight. Fantastic ball game. Always a pleasure to get on. It's a busy night and a great night for Indiana high school football, and this was a great one down at Lakeville. Second time that this team has faced the Lancers. First time was a 17-14 victory for LaVille in week Mm -hmm. one. And this is something I think Bremen had circled, starred, and highlighted on their calendar (laughs) when the the sectional shook out and when LaVille made it past Andrain in the first round. I think uh, Bremen came in looking for revenge. They ran into Lucas Plummer, who got it done with special teams kicking. He got it done with an interception on defense, and he got it done quarterbacking our team. But I'll be honest, the offense was carried by young man junior Cody Allen, only had 194 yards on the night, two touchdowns, and an interception of his own on defense. Solid three-way performance for LaVille in the sectional championship, fifth in school history tonight. Well, you, you talked about it earlier, to play a team twice. We, I, we mentioned this multiple times on the show tonight. It's hard to do, especially opening up the season, playing one another. And you're right. I'm, I'm sure both teams have this circled and starred and uh, all of that because they, they're more than likely going to see each other. And these are two teams that are very, very good. I mean, you'd know, be ranked as highly as LaVille is and Bremen, historically a, a tremendous program. You, you kind of expected this type of game, quite frankly. Absolutely true, Coach. And, I mean, Bremen coming out of the NIC South-North Division, you know, they had 6-5 and five coming into this game, but that is not an indication of the challenges that they have had right. in the regular right. season. I mean, they've, they've put up some, you know, decent numbers, even in losses against teams in the NIC that are no slouch. But you absolutely hit it on, a, on the head. Not only are these teams close to each other geographically, there's relatives mm-hmm. and distant cousins on both teams. Lady, <laughs> big name in both of our schools. Zarnecki, imagine that are on the call. Zarnecki defended by Zarnecki for, well, I don't really know who, but they're related. And that's how the right. game goes. I mean, these teams have a finger on the pulse of each other because their student bodies and the fans are so close. So absolutely an outstanding night for sectional championships. Who does LaVille play next week? LaVille is going to be traveling down to Lafayette for Lafayette Catholic Central. And I'll tell you what, I can't wait for my students and I to hop on the bus next Friday. i got to beg, borrow, or steal a little bit early to get down there. But, uh, you know, a tip of the hat to my students, everyone from a seventh grader all the way up to my juniors were working today. They did a fantastic job on the cameras and in the production control room. They're already looking forward to the two-hour bus ride, so... I'm going to carry that energy all through the week, Coach. It's going to be a great one. I, I wish I was you. I think I have a pretty good gig. Yours is better because you're actually, you know, out there every day uh, touching lives in ways you can't begin to understand. You're the best. Matt Florian, thank you so much. LVH, one hate. Call me next week, okay? I'll look forward to it. You as well, Coach. Tip of the hat to you. Thanks so much for being awesome. Thanks so much. Brad Huber, my man. Brad, I'm sorry you had to wait like half the show. Shatard beating Hamilton Heights 28-8, the the final tonight. Shatard number one in 3A. Uh, IndianaHighSchoolSports.com. Is that it? Did I get it right? You did, Coach, and uh, it was a fun one to call tonight. Both teams were undefeated going into the game, but 
you know, you just had that feeling that one team was more favored than the other, being uh, just right, for any right. powerhouses in 3A, having won three of the last four state championships, and now go 7-0 and against Hamilton Heights uh, all time. So, a uh, good win for Chittard and a uh, very balanced uh, offense uh, for Bishop Chittard in this one tonight. Yeah, it's a Hamilton Heights team that defensively, John Kirshner's group has been really, really solid defensively all year long. I think at one point in the year had five straight games where they shut people out. And so, you know, you, you felt like they, they could they literally go toe-to-toe with Chittard, uh, but this Chittard team uh, a little bit too much tonight. It was, and, you know, give, as you mentioned, Coach Kirshner's defense credit because there were five times where Shatar was driving and got inside the 30-yard line of Heights. They had to go it on, uh, for it on fourth down, and Heights stopped them all five times. Wow. So it could have been a lot worse than 28-8. to eight. And really, there was a 57-yard touchdown run by Daniel Shaw and a 44-yard touchdown run by Daniel Shaw. Two big plays. You take those out, it's a 14-8 to eight ball game. Daniel Shaw, uh, I'm sure, had one of those nights, uh, you know, two long runs. That's an impressive outing for him. It is. And he had one that I didn't know if he stayed in or not, but he absolutely tiptoed the sideline, stayed in, (laughs) and got to the end zone, which that was impressive on that 57-yard run in the third quarter to make it 21 to nothing. He had one in the second quarter uh, to make it 14 to nothing. And then uh, their quarterback, Aynard, uh, Tiga found Riley Kennett uh, early in the first quarter to make it 7 nothing. So, you know, it seemed like it was one of those games that, yes, it seemed like it might have been a blowout 28 to nothing, but it seemed like Hampton Heights was right there all night long, but Bishop Jatar was just better, and you can see why they've won three out of the last four state championships. Who will they take on in uh, regional action on Friday night? They will go to Delta next week, who beat Garrett today, 21-15. to So they'll go on the road again to play Delta up in the uh, Muncie area. Tonight, Chittard continues their winning ways in sectional action. They beat uh, Hamilton Heights 28-8 to from uh, IndianaHighSchoolSports.com. Brad Huber. Brad, thanks for the call. Now, listen, when are you back with us? I uh, just got the schedule. I'll be back doing scores with you on December the 9th. So we'll be full-out basketball season uh, at that <laughs> point in time uh, next month. So looking right. forward to being back with you then. I'm looking forward to it. All right, have a great weekend. Say hi to Holly for me, all right? I will. Thank you, Coach. Tell uh, Penny Thanks. hello. I'll do it. High school football tonight, New Palestine. Another good, solid win. 42-6 winners over Mount Vernon to win their sectional. Andrew Smith from the New Pal Radio joins me. Andrew, thanks so much for the call. Another very impressive outing for the Dragons tonight. Yeah, the Dragons have just been dominant on defense the last several weeks and we're so again tonight against a Mount Vernon team that scored 39 on them in the regular season. Tonight, the Marauders were held to 174 yards. Their one touchdown team against New Palestine's second unit, which snapped a 12-quarter shutout streak for New Palestine mm-hmm. that dated back to the last game of the regular season. And they're playing at an extremely high level uh, right now. Matter of fact, they got a defensive score tonight from Brady Armstrong, who returned a fumble. They have scored more points in the sectional than they gave up on that side of the ball uh, because <laughs> of that uh, outscoring teams 140-6 to six in the three games of the sectional. And 
offensively, it was a, a night where New Powell really didn't feel like they played that well for much of the night, but still uh, ended up putting up 35 of their 42 points. And a big reason why Kyler Kropp had 149 yards from scrimmage, uh, three catches for 73 yards and two touchdowns. In two games against the Marauders this year, he had seven catches and six went for touchdowns. And Grayson wow. Thomas as well had 116 yards and a pair of scores. He became the second player in New Pal history, the other being Charlie Spiegel, the state's all-time leading rusher to rush for 6,000 yards in his career. And New Pal's defense uh, was really, really good, forced a couple of turnovers. And uh, the Dragons led it 21 to nothing at halftime and then very quickly put up two scores in the second half to – trigger the running clock in a game between two really good teams and again the dragons uh, healthy and playing at a very high level as they head into the regional next week against mooresville with a impressive workmanlike 42 to 6 victory over a very very good and explosive mount vernon team tonight from the new pal radio network andrew smith on the call of new pals 42 6 win over mount vernon always great to talk to you andrew have a great weekend Likewise, you too, Coach. Thanks so much. Coming up, our final scoreboard update of the night with the star of our show, Network Indiana's Brendan King. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. You know, I woke up today getting ready for the show, and I thought, let's do a new 11.45 update, last of the night segment, game of the night. Well, you can't really name a game of the night tonight when you have these four mixed all together. So we're going to have a share of game of the night on sectional championship Friday. I think you got to go to sectional 16, 5A, Evansville North 60. That ties them most points of the night with Knox. Hold on to beat Castle 60 to 50. Also, sectional 21 from class 4A. Mooresville holds on by a penny over Brebuff Jesuit 40 to 39. And then you got to mix in your two overtime games. First from class 3A, West Lafayette by just one over Hanover Central 42-41. And then the OT from Class 2A, Southmont by a pair against Lytton Stockton, 36-34. So if you can split the birthday kick in the fours, then that's going to be the share of game of the night. Hey, here's what's coming up on your college football Saturday tomorrow. Noon start, two places. Number 15, Notre Dame and Clemson. The Irish rattled Pitt last week. They hope to continue the good play, but as you heard to start the show, Mitchell Evans will miss the rest of the year, the big tight end for the Irish. Wisconsin and IU in Bloomington tomorrow at noon as well. It's Youngstown State and Indiana State at 1 o'clock in Terre Haute. 2 p.m. start, Dayton and Valpo. Butler at Moorhead State. Purdue the nightcap at 7.30 in the big house taking on number three Michigan. Good win for the Pacers tonight, 121-116 over the Cavs. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven the number two savelives.org. Hey, don't forget to join us tomorrow night. We're going to recap uh, again some of these games we've talked about and others with Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network. It will not be long Thanksgiving weekend championships at Lucas Oil Stadium. Brendan King, uh, too bad you haven't had much fun tonight. You've been pretty fired up tonight, have you not? How can you not be? I mean, these have been some exceptional ball games. games and, you know, you know games. A lot of points now, which is really surprising to me when you get to a sectional championship. Well, yeah, I mean, we've seen some high 50s. Again, we've seen two teams in the 60s. You've seen Knox do that. 
and then now again you saw just that exceptional ball game uh, Evansville North putting up 60 60 to 50 they hold on against Castle and yeah you know I was seeing some tweets before uh, the games kicked off tonight that said there were some pretty high winds around the state as well but really the wind has not stopped anybody unless you've really had a good run game but heck you're not putting up 60 if you're not passing the ball right I mean so there has definitely been uh, some air raid offense tonight no doubt yeah, the weather, you know what, again, we, we uh, in the exception of high winds, we have another rain-free weekend. Yeah. We've been somewhat fortunate uh, throughout this football season to have that type of weather. Yeah, we have. And, uh, you know, I'm excited tomorrow. So I'm hanging with you tomorrow night, but it looks like a beautiful day. I'm going to be in Terre Haute, Coach. I am doing the Indiana State-Youngstown State game in Terre Haute. So that'll be a 1 p.m. start. No, looks like a, no way. Yeah, 62 degrees and sunny in Terre Haute. Looks beautiful. Well, um, Sycamores, it's a big, it's an important game. I mean, it you is. Know, it's a conference game, if you will. Uh, the Penguins, um, are annually a pretty good football team. They really are. They're 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 a solid. Pro. I know you've done your prep, <laughs> but you've done your Penguins. Uh, my, my Penguin story is when I was running all the basketball in the Horizon League, and I'm doing the you know I'm running the tournament. And so we have a we have a handbook. We have you know policies for how you how you do things and uh, in the tournament. And we have a mascot rule. <laughs> that you're, uh, you're no 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 listen <laughs> I'm no, I just you know and only you know and I, I could be the only one to have to deal with this right so you know I have the meeting with everybody and sit down and say okay uh, your mascots have to be here and on and on and on so the Youngstown State folks call me to go uh, well we have two mascots <laughs> I said what I said what do you mean you get two mascots well you, they said well we're penguins right so we have Pete the Penguin, mm-hmm. and I can, I, my hand to God, you can't make this up. They go, we also have Penny, Penny the Penguin. <laughs> hey, how about that? Now, my, and my wife's name is Penny. So I know. She, I'm, I'm having a ball telling her this whole story, right? And, and so they go, well, we have two mascots. And I said, um, you know, my concern is, it's a safety concern. We've got a lot of people, you know, out there on the baseline and doing all that, and I'm concerned we, you know, we're Pete and Penny, you know, are they going to take up a lot of space? And I'm telling you right now, uh, the the the, uh, the the mascot uh, coordinator gets on the phone and calls me and says, raking me over the coals. Uh, because I'm, I'm, I am I start out by telling them, look, I'm going to let you have one mascot, not two. They go, you can't do that. And I go, I just did it. <laughs> so you, you, you'll find out if you tell me I can't, I can't do something, I'll immediately do the opposite of what you tell me. So then the AD calls me and he goes, are you serious? And I go, Ab- absolutely serious about this. Uh, I, I, I re, um, re, um, I went ahead and let them have two just to uh, head off potential problems. So good luck to the Sycamores taking on the Penguins tomorrow. So you're in tomorrow night having some fun. After you've done the game, you're going to be busy tomorrow. Yeah, hey, good busy. That's a good busy. I was going to say, though, uh, two Penguins, that's probably the most impossible mascot to have as a live mascot. You're not going to have any live Penguins in Ohio at the time at the time I was dealing with it uh and thank goodness I was handsomely compensated for such pressure to have to deal with one or two penguins (laughs) send them back to Antarctica 
<laughs> final break, final thoughts. We're back on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Brendan King, one more time. We got football tomorrow. What about your Irish? Tell me about your Irish down in Clemson. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if you saw the clip, Coach, but there was a viral viral radio show clip from Dabo Sweeney's show this week just going nuclear on a guy because he called him out. And uh, I think it was actually pretty warranted. The guy calling in was pretty disrespectful. Now, I don't think anybody calling into a radio show needs to be chewed out by the football coach, but Dabo Sweeney really took one on the chin and he gave it back to him. So I think, uh, to say the least... Uh, Clemson's going to be motivated. I think you talked about it well with Len Clark earlier that uh, Clemson needs this game. You know, if they not only if they want to be bowl eligible, but I mean, yeah. recruiting yeah, wise, they, coach. Yeah. I mean, this is a game where really, listen, Notre Dame and Clemson battle for the same recruits almost always. Um, be, be, not just because of talent, just because of similar right. conference play. Um, so this is a game, coach, where you know Clemson they want it for bowl eligibility. Notre Dame they want it to just get closer to probably the best bowl possible. I think Len mentioned the Peach Bowl, but as well, coach, I can guarantee you that there are going to be recruits at that game that are splits between Notre Dame and Clemson, or at mm. least are considering both. Mm-hmm. And whoever wins mm-hmm. this game is going to have a big time advantage in getting that recruit. Um, great insight. Um, that's why I would never do a call-in show if I were. <laughs> we're coaching well number no, no, no. you know it's all it's all well and good you technically um, do do a call-in show yeah I, you know? uh, well i do but you all you'll also notice that i don't take listener phone calls <laughs> yeah that's true and um we did when we first started and um it was uh, it was a great idea the thought was at the beginning when we started our thought was we wanted to invite the football community uh, and basketball community to join us. Uh, go to a game, call us, and give us your thoughts about the game that you attended. I mean, it, it, we were pretty naive, to be honest. And uh, so it's a great concept. And so, you know, we, we do this. We, and uh, you can understand on a brand-new show like we're doing, I'm giving that number like 100 times, and, nobody, and nobody's – you know, your, your worst nightmare is a radio show host. <laughs> Here's a number, and guess what? Nobody calls. <laughs> so um, then we start to get calls. And so, you know, you think about this. You've gone to a high school game. You've gone out after the game, and you find yourself in an establishment – where you become uh, very lubricated, so to speak, <laughs> and then you're calling my show, <laughs> and it 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 got to be um, it it got to be a problem to say the least, and so I just decided, look, we're, I'm not going to do it, and then it was okay if we don't take listener calls, and we weren't getting a lot, we were getting some. If we don't take any calls, the whole we were on for three hours. The whole three hours is on you. And you better figure out how you're going to fill that time. So yeah, that was um, it was it was a roll of the dice that tended to work out. Brendan King, I'll look forward to spending time with you tomorrow night. Great job, great job as always by Brendan King. My thanks to Jack Johnston, Graham Shear, and Brendan King. Thanks to our great stations around the state to bring you the show every Friday and Saturday. And for 30 years, you've made us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It's the history-making legendary.